the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. China recruiting former British Air Force pilots for training. Every path going forward for the United States will be exceedingly dangerous. President Biden looks to codify Roe versus Wade should Democrats win in the midterms. The anger around abortion is not going to be able to last as long as they want it to last. The White House to release at least 10 million more barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Which is expected to drive prices even higher for consumers. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Wednesday, October 19th. I'm Mike Scott. On Tuesday, a report surfaced that suggested China's military is currently luring ex-British Air Force pilots for their training skills. And the British government is none too thrilled about this development. According to that report, about 30 former military pilots are believed to have gone to work for China training soldiers in the People's Liberation Army. Sky News' Deborah Haynes reports that the 30 pilots working with China may not be the last. A Western official says around 30 ex-fast jet and helicopter pilots are working in China right now and more are being targeted in what one analyst called a major security breach. Let's be honest, China is an enemy. Um, as such, we have got uh, British subjects who have decided that their interests are best served by teaching our enemy how to defeat us. This is incredibly frightening. Pilots who can fly jets like this typhoon, as well as others, curiously haven't broken any laws by training the Chinese. It's an embarrassing loophole that's quickly being closed, including with new legislation. Haynes says that the U.K. government is now sprinting toward passing a bill to make cooperation between former U.K. pilots and China illegal. A Ministry of Defence spokesperson said all serving and former personnel are already subject to the Official Secrets Act. And we are reviewing the use of confidentiality contracts and non-disclosure agreements across defence while the new National Security Bill will create additional tools to tackle contemporary security challenges, including this one. Recruiters have also targeted pilots who fly the UK's F-35 fast jets. It has top-secret technology, a prime target for espionage. But officials say they don't believe any F-35 personnel accepted the lure of salaries of around £240,000. The MOD has issued an alert warning serving and former staff to be aware of these approaches and turn them down. At a recent speaking engagement, Gordon Chang, author of The Coming Collapse of China, says that Chinese President Xi Jinping 
has his eyes set on world domination. Xi Jinping, the Chinese ruler, believes that Chinese rulers have the mandate of heaven to rule Tianxia, all under heaven. So, we are now facing two hostile powers, and of course, their territorial ambitions conflict, but in the here and now, they are working together. They are working together because they want to take down the United States, and they want to take down the international system. Chang explains how China is helping Russia in its war with Ukraine. We have seen China, with its elevated commodity purchases, effectively finance Russia's war effort in Ukraine. China has opened up its financial system to Russian institutions that have been sanctioned by the West, the banks that have been cut off from the SWIFT system, for instance. Beijing has actually put its diplomats in service of the Kremlin. We know that Communist Party and central government propaganda outlets have been propagating Russian disinformation. So, for instance, Chinese-owned TikTok has been amplifying all of these propaganda uh, narratives from Russia. And there is open-source reporting that China has been supplying military information to Russia. The author goes on to say that she has embraced Maoism while Chinese wealthy are starting to flee the country. China will probably lose half its population, half its population in 45 years. It's now 1.41 billion. By the turn of the century, it probably will be somewhere around 500 million. In other words, no more than 70 million than the expected population of the United States. What is Xi Jinping's answer to all of this? Well, he's re-embracing Maoism. He's attacking domestic private entrepreneurs in China. He's attacking foreign companies. You have heard perhaps the rumors in the last 36 hours that there has been a coup in China, that the Chinese military has put Xi Jinping under house arrest. Those rumors are probably not true. But we do know that there have been abnormal military movements, and we know something is wrong. We just don't know what. But China's wealthy are reacting to this because they are beginning to flee. Chang believes in his opinion that decoupling from China will be dangerous but necessary. At one time, American elites thought that we should become more interdependent with the world, that we should become more reliant on the Communist Party. Now, obviously, as we have traded with the Chinese and the Russians, they haven't become benign. They've become more hostile and belligerent. And what we have seen, of course, is that they've become more a danger to the United States and to the rest of the world. So we obviously have to disengage from China and Russia. But we also got to acknowledge that disengagement will be perilous. But there's something else that we have to acknowledge. And that is every path going forward for the United States will be exceedingly dangerous. But the most dangerous option is to continue with policies that have created this disadvantageous situation in the first place. On Tuesday, a Saudi prince seemed to take aim at the White House, releasing a statement in a video warning leaders of the West not to threaten the Saudi Arabian kingdom. Anybody that challenges the existence of this country and this kingdom 
of us, we are projects of jihad and martyrdom. And martyrdom. That's my message to anybody that thinks that he can threaten us. The current tensions between the U.S. and Saudi Arabia are due to the kingdom's decision to cut back on oil production, a move that the White House claims is Saudi Arabia siding with Russia. Saudi officials have released a statement saying that the prince's words do not represent the views of the government, and there is a good chance that they will take action against the prince for posting the video. The news comes as the Biden administration are considering trying to discourage American companies from expanding business ties in Saudi Arabia. On Tuesday, President Biden promised that if Democrats keep control of Congress, the first bill he sends to Capitol Hill next year will be one that codifies Roe v. Wade into law. While he did acknowledge that currently Democrats are short on votes in order to codify Roe now, he urged voters to send more Democrats to Congress. The president saying next month's elections are the most consequential, he believes, in American history. If you care about the right to choose, then you got to vote. That's why in these midterm elections are so critical to elect more Democratic senators to the United States Senate and more Democrats to keep control of the House of Representatives. Biden says he wants Americans to remember how they felt when the court declared Roe v. Wade unconstitutional. The anger, the worry, the disbelief, the unbelievable fact that for the first time in our history, the Supreme Court didn't just fail to preserve a constitutional freedom, it actually took away the right that was so fundamental to Americans. It took away a right. The president went on to say that, in his opinion, voters must keep Republicans from enacting anything close to a nationwide abortion ban. The only sure way to stop these extremist laws that are put in jeopardy women's health and rights is for Congress to pass a law. And I've said before... The court got Roe right nearly 50 years ago, and I believe Congress should codify Roe once and for all. Biden is urging voters to ensure Democrats keep control of Congress. If we do that, here's the promise I make to you and the American people. The first bill that I will send to the Congress will be to codify Roe v. Wade. And when Congress passes it, I'll sign it in January, 50 years after Roe was first decided the law of the land. George Kalaf is managing partner of the Resolute Group. Joined the Salem Radio Network saying Democrats are gambling on abortion being a driving issue come the midterm elections. So... So this is the, you know, the gamble, to use that word, that the, that the Democrats and progressives across the country and their machine is making, which is they can get enough people animated in their own base that were depressed because of Joe Biden and everything that he has or has not done for their base. And then they could convince enough young Republicans and female Republicans and independents to come over to the Democratic side out of an intensity and anger of what Republicans are doing. I know people in my family and outside young that are registered Republicans that are under the age of 35 that are getting copious amounts of mail on the abortion issue exclusively, nothing else. 
And so they're hoping that, okay, they can move enough of these people, not just to vote for them, but to vote in general, since we know the voting, uh, the, the turnout percentage for under 35s is the lowest of any other age bracket. That's a very risky gamble when crime is rampant, when inflation today not just didn't slow down, increased once again. Gas is now back to sky high um, figures in Arizona. That affects people every day. Abortion does not. So the anger around abortion is not going to be able to last as long as they want it to last. Kalaf points to New York and how Governor Kathy Hochul reacted toward gubernatorial challenger Lee Zeldin. I've been following the race now, amazingly, for governor in New York. I don't know if you've been tracking recently, but Lee Zeldin, the Republican, is now in multiple polls within single digits. Why? Because he's running ads that says this is Hochul's New York, and it's just film after film of people getting beat up or shot or killed literally on the side of the road. And then he had a shooting incident happen in front of his own home where two individuals were shot while his teenage daughters were home alone. If that doesn't make it personal and relatable to every individual around the state of New York, I don't know what is. And Hochul's response was what? Abortion. He's going to be extreme. And then he responded this morning with an ad to say, look, because we know what's happening in New York, she's trying to distract you from my position. But you know and I know that the governor cannot unilaterally change any policy on abortion or anything else in the state of New York. Hochul knows that. She's trying to lie to you. Daybreak Insider's national politics reporter Meg Kennard is following the Georgia Senate race and its three candidates potentially setting the stage for a runoff. There's Democrat incumbent Raphael Warnock, his Republican challenger Herschel Walker, and also a libertarian candidate, Chase Oliver, who hasn't been shown to be garnering a ton of support at the polls, but he could potentially gain enough votes in the general election to force that runoff scenario. That's where it's really important to remember all it takes for a candidate to be forced into a runoff is not quite making the 50% threshold. When you have three candidates in a race, sometimes it is very hard for one of them to get a simple majority and therefore win the general election outright. Igor Danchenko, a consultant who provided information that went into the infamous Steele dossier, was acquitted on Tuesday of lying to the FBI. David Spunt of Fox News reports the latest from the courtroom. Igor Danchenko, the Russian national accused of being the primary subsource for Christopher Steele, found not guilty. Again, Igor Danchenko, not guilty. Uh, in a court, a jury of his peers, 12 jurors decided uh, they would not put him behind bars or not find him guilty on four counts of lying to the FBI. Now, Danchenko uh, was in the courtroom at the time. We don't know exactly if he breathed a sigh of relief. We had to come out and get this news out as soon as possible. However, uh, this is part of John Durham's investigation, the special counsel appointed by then-Attorney General Bill Barr back in May 2019 to look at the origins of the narrative that pinned Donald Trump to Russia. Spunt goes on to recap the origins of the Durham investigation. Uh, back in 2016, early 2017, we covered extensively uh, efforts by the FBI and others to investigate Trump. Uh, that was kind of the purpose of the entire Mueller report. So John Durham was tasked with looking at the origins of the Russia uh, narrative to see where it came from. He charged a Hillary Clinton campaign attorney named Michael Sussman last year. Michael Sussman was on trial also for lying to the FBI. He was acquitted in May. 
Uh, and this is John Durham, the special counsel's second loss uh, in a court of law. Spun tells Fox News that while Durham may not charge someone else, he will release another report. We don't know if John Durham's going to charge anyone else. And, you know, legal experts have said it's unlikely because you look at the statute of limitations. We're talking about stuff that happened in 2016, 2017. We're at six years now from 2016. In, in many cases, the statute of limitations has expired so there's, it, there's not real a clear path to see if he's going to charge somebody else. But if not, and we've known this all along, that John Durham is someone that's very careful, that's very calculated, that pays attention to detail, and someone that takes his time. And I think from a three-and-a-half-year investigation, we know that this, what happened today, may not be his final act. It may be his final act in a courtroom. However, we do expect some sort of narrative uh, to come out a final Durham report, just like we saw the Mueller report. Today, President Biden is expected to announce an additional release of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. CNBC's Kayla Tausch reports that the White House is attempting to calm what they expect will be major volatility in the market once Europe's embargo on Russian oil goes into effect. I've just learned from my sources that President Biden tomorrow is expected to announce a further release from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve in the range of 10 to 15 million barrels, according to my sources. Now, uh, the goal of this uh, additional release uh, that would extend the releases through the month of December would be to offset some volatility in the market that is expected once the European oil embargo goes into place on December 5th, which is expected to drive prices even higher for consumers. What remains to be seen is whether the administration will go beyond the 180 million barrel release that was first outlined in March, and if so, how much farther they will go. Tausch says that the government is also trying to replenish the reserves. I am told that in addition to the announcement tomorrow that will be made about these further releases and the extension of the releases will be a mechanism that the Department of Energy is seeking to put in place to replenish the reserves at a fixed price. Now, last week, officials from the department held various calls with uh, industry executives about uh, the range of prices that they would be looking at. I'm told that range was about $70 a barrel, although those conversations are still live, they're still fluid. But the government is trying to put some price certainty on oil several years into the future. Remains to be seen how exactly that will work, but that's what we're expecting from the administration. Today, the White House has released 165 million barrels of oil from these strategic reserves out of a total that it said would be around 180 million. Small businesses are stocking the shelves early this holiday season. We find out why from Daybreak Insider's John Scott. They're waiting to see how many gifts inflation-weary shoppers feel like giving. Holiday shopping was relatively strong during the past two years as shoppers flocked online to spend, aided by pandemic stimulus dollars. This year, small businesses are bracing for a more muted season. Alex Partners, the global consulting firm, forecasts that holiday sales will rise between 4 to 7%, far below last year's growth of 16%. John Scott reported. 
some fans prepare for Halloween. Government safety experts are offering tips to keep it fun, not frightening. Daybreak Insider correspondent Norman Hall has a few more tips on how to keep your goblins and ghouls safe this spooky season. According to the Consumer Product Safety Commission, over the past three years, there's been an average of 3,200 Halloween-related injuries treated in U.S. hospitals and emergency centers. Here's the scary breakdown of injuries. 55% were related to pumpkin carving, 25% were due to falls while putting up or taking down decorations, tripping on costumes, or walking while trick-or-treating. Two jack-o'-lantern tips, carving only by adults, and make them glow with battery-operated lights, not candle flames. Norman Hall, Washington. And finally, one Japanese woman was looking for love in all the wrong places. Somehow, the gullible woman was fooled into paying $30,000 to a man she met online and believed to be a Russian astronaut. A 65-year-old woman in Japan paid $30,000 for a return ticket to Earth for someone pretending to be a Russian astronaut. Someone who said they were a Russian astronaut on the International Space Station first contacted a woman on Instagram in June and then asked her to continue their communication through a Japanese messaging app called Line. The pretend astronaut told the unnamed woman that he was a Russian man who wanted to settle in Japan and marry her. Even if I say it a thousand times, it won't be enough, but I will keep saying it. I love you, the purported astronaut told his victim. There was only one obstacle to overcome, the astronaut first needed to return to Earth. He asked his victim to cover the expenses, including a rocket ride and landing fees. The woman believed him and transferred $30,000 in five installments from August 19 to September 5. As demands continued, the woman grew suspicious and reported to the police. According to the local media, she believed the man was real because he mentioned the names of actual organizations, such as NASA or the Japanese space agency JXA, when texting with her. The police opened a probe into an international romance scam, or what seems to be a new variation of the scheme set in space. Some have commented on the story saying, somehow the Nigerian prince email scam seems more believable now. And this is a twist on the Nigerian Prince scam. Of course, the Nigerian Prince email scam is a scheme where someone claims to be a prince and needs to get a large sum of money out of their country. They can only do it with your help. In return, you get a large piece of the pie. This remains an incredibly popular scam garnering over $700,000 a year, according to law enforcement sources. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at SRNNews.com and TownHall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.